Hey, yo, say hello to the back Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-top WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Set Show. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host. Someday, when that day may never come, I'll call upon you to give a service. The Bronx Father. Good evening. Welcome to TNA Chat Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. I am your host, the Bronx Father. And I got to say, what was a fairly entertaining TNA Impact tonight? I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the X Division match. I enjoyed the tag team title match. Yes, new tag team champions, Bobby Roode and, of course, Austin Aries unbelievable and i mean it was just all around i thought a better show than they've had in a little while but the x division match zima ion versus kenny king versus rvd really excellent old school x division i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it um you know i even enjoyed james storm kicking the shit out of Jesse. Yes, Jesse, the guy who I fucking can't stand on TNA, Tara's boyfriend. You know, it was it, it was pretty damn cool. Tara versus Miss Tessmacher in a non-title match with Jesse banned from ringside. Tessmacher gets the win. Even that was great. Really, really good. We closed out with Bully Ray and Sting versus Devon and Doc of Aces and Eights, and our baby faces, Sting and Bully, come out on the upper hand of things with Hulk Hogan finally, seemingly, trusting Bully Ray, finally saying, yeah, you're my son-in-law. Bully Ray tonight ended up calling Hogan dad. And I liked the progression. I thought it was really good. But I'm going to launch right into things. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know what the listeners think tonight of TNA Impact. Again, I thought it was a good show. So with that said, I invite you to join me. The phone lines are now open. Call now to talk TNA live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. Or if you're in the U.S. and you want a toll-free call, 888-890-9618. Once again, 888-890-9618. No matter where the hell you are, you can add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype, and you can get in touch with me that way. Uh, I'll be taking emails later. TNA Chat Live at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Real simple. 
tnhatlive at snsradionetwork.com. So come check it out. Let me know what you think. You know, the aces and eights thing tonight, it's, it's still kind of stalled, in my opinion. I mean, I think it could go further. But, you know, with Briscoe and Bischoff turning, I, I like the way they explained that tonight. I like the way the guys were saying, you know, Hogan, you, you didn't, you know, push us. And, you know, we had to do gut checks and all this shit to get in where we were. And I, I, I can understand that. You know, I like the storyline aspect of things. Um, you know, Lance Storm. I, I loved it, man. I just loved, loved him beating Jesse's ass. That was cool. Jesse, so fucking annoying. But I wonder, man, where was, you know, where was Abyss slash Joseph Parks tonight? We didn't see Abyss. But we do have, again, new tag team champions. Oh. Austin Aries and Rude. What am I to think of this? You know, it's so similar. My my problem is it's so similar to Kane and Daniel Bryan. But yet, yet, I like the way Rude basically pretended to powder tonight. And then when Hernandez and Chavo thought they had it, Rude comes back in, gets a low blow, and we have new champs. I can see it being entertaining. Even though, you know, it's, it's kind of strange. The tag team titles, you know, in TNA, we said this about WWE too, that they've kind of gotten a little stale. But if we can have Aries and Rude challenge, you know, obviously they're going to have a rematch with Hernandez and Chavo. That's got to happen. We've got our rematch clauses, of, of course. And we'll see what happens with that. Um, the whole thing again tonight with Bully Ray and Brooke and Hulk Hogan and Sting and them going over the aces and eights. Well, when you end things with the baby faces going over, it has to make you think about what's going to happen next week. Now, again, I did not read spoilers for tonight. I did know that the tag titles would change hands because I couldn't avoid seeing that those spoilers. They were posted on Facebook, and I just I saw it. You know, you, you can't avoid it, man. In in the world of the IWC, you're going to see spoilers whether you want to or not. Bottom line. But other than that, I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. And the crowd in England is so fucking hot. And I mentioned this in chat. I'm hoping that this translates when they start going on the road for every impact. I'm hoping here in the U.S. we can get enough cities and enough arenas behind TNA to get the kind of reaction. I mean, it's just a different show, guys. If tonight's show would have happened in the impact zone as good as it was, I honestly don't think I would have the same reaction because the crowd was hot. They were good. I dare say they were hotter than the fucking crowd on Monday Night Raw this last Monday. So, you know, the last two weeks, last week was okay. This week was really good. I enjoyed the action. But with that being said, we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, what's up, Bronx? This is Terrence from Washington, D.C., man. How you doing tonight? Man, you calling in early, bro. What's up? Yeah, just sitting there calling in early, man. Just finished watching Dixie Carter on Bellator Breaker Big News. Uh, Jeff Hardy signed a long-term deal with TNA, so uh, that's good for everybody. He just announced that live on Bellator. Well, while I've got you on, I'm going to kind of use you, man, to break a story with me because... WWE, if you didn't know, has kind of been pushing Jeff Hardy, talking about him, putting him on their alumni section, 
at, you know, WWE.com. They added him to the alumni section and it creates speculation, which you just broke, that Hardy's contract with TNA is expiring and WWE is interested. Well, wah, wah, wah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, as you've seen, you know, since last week, WWE has been doing a lot of stuff to get under TNA skin, you know, since they announced that they were going live and going on the road. So I think that was something that they was trying to drum up, you know, in the industry that Jeff Hardy may be jumping ship. Uh, I think TNA already knew that they was going to resign him because they knew going on the road they had to have Jeff Hardy. Spike TV knew that. So it was all a, you know, just all a formality, formality at this point that they were going to sign him. Uh, that's their biggest draw, biggest marketer, uh, the guy that's moved all the merchandise. You know, say what you want about Sting and Hogan, but this is the guy that, you know, TNA will, uh, you know, sell or sync with Jeff Hardy, you know. So that was just all WWE just trying to get in TNA fans' head, you know, getting people to think that he was coming back. But Dixie Carter just announced it, long-term deal, Jeff Hardy's not going nowhere. Well, I mean, and, and that's good. You know, Jeff has been behaving himself. At one point, I would have said he was a detriment to the company, but not anymore. All right. Everyone is shitting on the fact that he couldn't go to the, you know, on the European tour. Tonight, they announced that he got an MRI and he's okay. <sighs> Look, you're going to get punished for things you did in the past. And the law is punishing him. Should he have dropped the title for the few weeks? Yes. And I said this before on the show. But at the end of the day, he is the closest thing to John Cena that they have as far as merchandise goes. You yes. know they're not letting him go. Yes. Yes. And, and for Spike TV, you know, uh, you know, all this, you know, like I said a couple of weeks back, man, all this is tied in with Bellator. They need that marketable guy that can, you know, have fans watching. I mean, if you look over the last, what, uh, last four weeks, they've averaged like 1.6 million fans. So the, 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 the attendance, well, the ratings have been staying pretty steady, steadily. And, you know, the last two weeks, Jeff Hardy hasn't even been on the show. So it shows that the show is growing. And this is all the evolution of them taking the next step to become a, a major company. Now, sure, they would never outdraw the WWE, but... What they're trying to provide now is saying that, hey, we got some guys that we can put out there weekly. We have some veterans. We have young guys like uh, Zima Iyer, Kenny King. We have the veterans like uh, RVD, Jeff Hardy, Mr. Anderson. And we have other guys that are TNA originals like Bobby Roode and AJ Styles, James Storm. And we have another guy like Austin Uri. So they have the formula so now they're saying now it's time to take it on the road and see where we can go with the next level and keeping Jeff Hardy around, keeping Kurt Angle around. This is, you know, them saying, hey, it's time for us to drum up our engines and get this thing rolling. And as I said before, Spike TV is completely behind them. It's like they were with Bellator. They had to pump some money into that contract because I know that WWE probably was offering him probably close to maybe, you know, what, a million a year close to it. So... You know, Spike TV and TNA probably gave him a good, sweet deal. And that's why he's staying along with the light schedule. And he doesn't have to worry about people stabbing him in the back as as if he goes to the WWE. I mean, you look who he's going to compete against. Brock Lesnar, Rock, uh, John Cena, Triple H, Undertaker, Chris Jericho. And I probably, if, I'm probably missing like 10 other guys that he will have to compete against for a top spot up there. So TNA, he's got a top spot no matter, no matter what. But WWE... I mean, they just take one, one, you know, one guy throw him under the bus, and then but he's the fifteenth top star there. With TNA, he'll be no no lower than two at any given time. Well, I think uh, you know a big cash in that they have, and I'm going to get to this a, a little bit later to talk about what they did tonight with AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. Basically, they said, okay, this was the 2012 AJ Styles ad. And they showed all the shit that he went through. I think they have some big, big, big fucking plans for AJ. I don't think it's him necessarily turning heel. 
but I think it's going to be him coming back really big and bad, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, AJ, I mean, if you really look at it, AJ really hasn't had that big program in a long time. I think maybe his last big, big program might have been that Kurt Angle program, but he really hasn't had that big program. And I think you probably could do an A.J. Hardy program without him turning heel, you know, maybe see where the fans will go with it, maybe do like a best out of seven series or something. But they got to do something with A.J. because he is, you know, the Grand Slam champion of TNA. He's the guy that held all the titles. And this is a guy that, if done right, if used right at any given time, he can, uh, you know, push the needle for TNA. I'm not saying he can sell a lot of merch, but he can, you know, bring ratings and he can bring new fans in with his style. And I think what they're doing right now with him, as you as you said, I mean, they're they're going to repackage him. They're going to bring him back out and hopefully let him let him run with the ball. I don't know if that means you know him and Hardy go head to head, but you can't have this guy sitting on the sideline because he's a primetime player. He's one of your originals, and I just hope TNA bring him back where somehow him and Hardy can just tear it up for like a couple of months a couple of months straight, man, because AJ Styles is the com- complete package and it's time for TNA to bring him back, but bring him back with a bang. Well, I mean, you know, there's a double edged sword to them going on the road. And and here's what it is. In the impact zone, AJ Styles is a legend. Yeah. No, in the impact zone, there are certain guys who are in that company who are a legend. But when you go to another venue with a fan base that might not be as familiar with AJ Styles as the Impact crowd is, and and don't get me wrong, I think going on the road every week is beautiful. But, But now you have to build that fan base. You, you're going on the road, show the fucking fans what you can bring to the table and build an international fan base. If they can do that, oh man, brother, it can be so good if they can do that. Well, well, I think, I think, well, they're going to do that. They're going to have to do that. And I think what you're saying with the uh, impact zone, I think the impact zone has been a, a real detriment to them over the years because I think a lot of guys have lost their job because of the reactions that they got or they didn't get at the impact zone where now you will see guys weekly getting a different reaction, well, every couple of weeks when they go, you know, do the second set of tapings or whatever. But you will see guys getting a reaction, and you will sort of see who's popular, who's hated, where the impact zone. A lot of guys got cult followings because, you know, it's the same fans. But like you said, it's going to be different fans weekly. So you'll be able to gauge who's popular, who's not, who the fans want to see, who the fans don't want to see. So this gives them a chance to really – evaluate, you know, where their talent is at and what the fans want to see and what they don't want to see. So this is going to give them a broad barometer of who to push, who not to push, you know, as far as titles, as far as, you know, positioning in the company. So it gives them a better understanding of what their fan base want to see because if, you know, it's just like having a comedy series, you're just filming it at the same studio stage every week, you're only going to get that same reaction. But as you go on the road, you see what the fans like and you see what the fans want. So now they don't have to just look at Twitter and the same old nubs and just hitting, oh, well, I like Eric Young, I like this guy, I like Rob E or whatever. Now you're going to see different different guys being able to, you know, show their wherewithal and the company will be able to judge. Because I think now other guys will get pushes where some guys got pushes that didn't deserve it. Now you will truly see who deserves the push by the crowd reactions and what the crowd like and what they don't. So it will really help them. And also, I think the guys perform a lot better, as you've seen, seen tonight, when they in front of a hot crowd, a live crowd. I think the impact zone really drained a lot of the guys, even though they put on great shows. But you got to admit, some pay-per-views and some impacts we saw was kind of dull because I think the guys just wasn't filling off that crowd. They were kind of, you know, I'm a big star and I'm, I'm, I'm fighting in a band box. So now they're going to be able to get in these arenas and they're going to be able to show what superstars they are and can they draw on the road, not just them, but the company as a whole. So it's, it's going to be very good for them to be able to gauge where they're at. Well, I mean, it was like that triple threat, you know, X Division title match. I was like, wow, 
You know, I mean, it, it was a really good match. It had me on the edge of my seat. I mean, I commented on it on Facebook. It felt old school X division. And, you know, some people say, oh, RVD needs to retire. He does in a year or two. But the motherfucker can still go. So I have no problem. Let RVD hold that title. Let that X division title become something huge. And finally, when a guy beats RVD, it yeah. puts them way over. It's like we say, the old guys should put over the young talent. And at some point, someone is going to beat RVD for that title, and it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 I, and I think they got a couple of guys, right? Well, they, the only program is Zeman Ion and Kenny King, and that's a good thing because you're getting used to seeing them on TV where – we, you know, at first they'd bring an exhibition guy out one week, and then it'd be a different guy, and then it'd be a different guy. But now they're programming with these two guys, so the fans are getting real familiar with these two guys. So hopefully that helps to build those two guys' character down the line and when they go on the road. And, and if they can keep this 1.6 million fans, you know, together right now and say in another six months you go up another 100,000 or 200,000, they can grow. So right now what TNA is doing, they're gaining momentum, they're gaining fans. They're not slipping down to that 0.98. You know, they stand around a 1. Point, you know, 1.2, 1.3. So as long as they can continue to hold the audience that they're getting, they will be able to grow. And going on the road will continue to advance this company. Uh, I think what they also need to do, man, and, and I don't know if they can do it, they got to sprinkle in something new, maybe an awesome con, con maybe a Johnny Nitro, or, or hell. And I know it's, I know it's far-fetched, man, but... Maybe you just go for that one-off super fight with Dave Batista, and I don't know if he'll listen, but maybe Goldberg will come out of retirement for one match, man. I mean, they gotta, they gotta do something, man, that's gonna shock the wrestling world, and 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 get their name out there. Because you know, every time you watch a TV show or a sporting show, they always mention, "Oh, that's a WWE move." Or, that's a WWE. They gotta get somebody else talking about TNA besides the fan base that they got. They gotta get their brand out there. And if they can put that one shocker move together, whether it's Batista and Jeff Hardy, a one-off pay-per-view or a one-off Spike TV live special, they got to do something else besides putting good programming together, which is a key, but they got to get that instant shock factor. And they still can do it, but they got to get the right guy to do it. And once they do that, they can really compete at the level that they need to. Well, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, everyone has criticized TNA in the past for, you know, paying these, oh, they're paying these old guys to do this and do that. Well, you know what? Do you really think the IWC wouldn't shit all over itself if they signed the Batista? Do you really think the IWC wouldn't go eight shit nuts for something like that? I, I get what you're saying. If you're going to spend a crap load of money, bring in a guy who the IWC will say, holy shit, really? Mm -hmm. And th the problem with TNA is every time they bring in someone big, right away, you know, the IWC is like, oh, they're spending as, you know, I'm about to be arrested again, but we'll <laughs> move on from there. As the IWC will bitch about, oh, they spent uh, all this money on Jeff Hardy. They spent, look, here's the deal. I don't give a shit if Dixie Carter spends $500 million to bring in fucking Batista for one night or yeah, Kevin yeah. Nash for one night. It's her money. I, I could care less. She's not writing me a check every week. I get what you're saying. I think they're going to go on the road they're going to kind of stick their toe in the pool and test the temperature of the water, see what they can get, see how many seats they can sell. They're keeping the prices cheap. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about this. I, I spoke on this with JJ on Wrestling News Live. They're really giving out some fucking bargains. Yes. And will that cost them to lose money? Possibly. But at the end of the day, you know, I think the biggest criticism on TNA, before I let you go, I'll say this. They're doing shit now that they should have done five years ago. Yeah. 
And yeah. I think that's kind of why the IWC is, is still negative on them because the shit that they're doing now, if they had done in the early 2000s, who knows where they could have been now. They're just, they're arriving late to the dance, man. Yes, yes. But I mean, you know, I mean, at the time, you know, they, 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 they were scared to do it. You know, Dixie, you know, her parents didn't want to spend the money. But now that Spike TV is really behind them because, like I said, 14 is key to their MMA. So they're going to put the money, you know, put the money with TNA. And like I said, this is not just a TNA move. Spike TV is completely behind them. So they're fronting some of the money for this, too. Because they gotta have TNA at least live, at least a couple of weeks to put Bellator over. So it's all in conjunction, and they're just gonna rent mid-sized buildings, man. So those buildings are not gonna cost a lot. It's not like they're renting Madison Square Garden or Barclays Center. So they're gonna rent the five thousand, six thousand seat buildings, and you know they're gonna see where they can go from there. I mean, they can sell thirty-five hundred, four thousand seat, you know, tickets and stuff like that, and gradually move up. You know, then they they will move up to bigger and better. But you know, it's gonna be a process, and I think it's gonna work out. And, uh, you know, fans just got to support the product, man. You know, you just can't say you're a wrestling fan, but you only watch WWE. You got to support both of them. And if fans want to see those guys that they don't see in the WWE that's in TNA, then you roster the product, you go to it when it comes to your town, support it, and everything's going to be all right, man. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, it's always great talking to you, man. I'll let you go, man. I know everybody else trying to hit you up, man. No problem, man. I always enjoy talking to you, and I think at some point, you will be someone getting a paycheck from Dixie Carter because you have some right. good ideas, my man. Hey, that's what I'm hoping for, brother. I'll see you next week, man. Don't forget about Bronxy when you're getting paid, bro. Okay, man. You know, I'm going to look out for you, man. You're the first guy I call. <laughs> Take care, man. All right, later. All right, man. Terrence, always a pleasure. I mean, this guy has gotten to the point on this show where he's almost a co-host. You know, he has a, a lot of great opinions. He's really a TNA homer, and I definitely appreciate that. But as we come up on the hour, as I wait for this fucking snowstorm to inundate me with hell, well, not really, because today I stocked up on everything after getting a tooth stretched, pulled, every horrible thing you can imagine was done to me today. But I'm feeling pretty good, and, you know... I just, I love having fans who, you know, really do appreciate TNA. And Terrence has always been a guy. I'm glad he's back. Haven't heard from him, you know, for a while before last week. So I'm glad he's here with us. Glad all of you are here with me. We're going to take a brief commercial break and we'll be right back with more TNA Chat Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. What's up, guys and gals? This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. Thank you. 
ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Day in the Life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Cowboy. Cowboy. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west where real women come equipped with scripts and fake. All right, everybody, welcome back to TNA Chat Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. I am the Bronx Father, and uh, we've gone over impact tonight. And right now, the phone lines are, of course, still open. Please feel free to call in 501-588-7957. If you want a toll-free call in the U.S., 888-890-9618. But, you know, we alluded to some news before. Now, I'm going to preface this. This was supposedly, supposedly on, as the late, great JSK of Wrestling News Live would say, pwindsor.com, PW Insider. Now, I went all over the net tonight, and, and I saw this reported on several news sites. But I'm not going to present it to you as fact, because at, at the end of the day, when it comes to the IWC, guys, it's hard to tell. But f- from what I've been reading, and this has been copied and pasted on literally half a dozen news sites, With TNA Impact taking their show on the road, WWE has begun contacting a number of major arenas to put holds on them for future dates. At least one person within WWE thinks that if TNA begins going on the road every Thursday, WWE may need to change their touring schedule for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for at least one of their brands. There is internal talk 
that WWE will put some arena dates on hold to make sure TNA doesn't get into them. WWE also may be enforcing some of their non-compete clauses so TNA cannot run in the same buildings that they do. Now again, this is a report that is going all over the internet. My problem is, do I believe WWE really gives that much of a shit about where TNA goes? <sighs> I can kind of believe it, and I kind of can't believe it. I would love to have a definitive answer to if this shit is legit. Because if it is, wow. But with that being said, we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? This is Anthony Bronx. What's up, bro? Uh, about what you were just saying about WWE probably doing the whole... I agree with you. We can't take this 100% certain because, no offense, there's no concrete proof about this as I know of. Correct? Correct. I mean, I, I was reluctant to report on this, but when I read it, you know, a listener sent it to me, and then I read it on quite a few news, news sites, and I couldn't find it on PW Insider itself, and I'm assuming maybe it's buried in the archives. I don't know. I'm really not a guy who follows PW Insider, but I, I also heard that Meltzer was maybe reporting on this. It's all conjecture right now, and I have such a hard time believing it because I don't think WWE is that worried about TNA. Yeah, I don't think it's mostly worried if they arguing. It could be basically just saying, hey, TNA, remember that lawsuit you put us under for all that time? Well, here's our revenge. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate payback. Well, pay, payback is a bitch. I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping more comes out. Hopefully by Wrestling News Live time on Tuesday, we, we can get some more definitive definitive answers to this. I just wanted to report on it because, like I said, it's lighting up the fucking interwebs. Yeah. I mean, TNA would be good if TNA can at least do some of the smaller arenas, which, no offense, they can't do the big arenas. I mean, they're dumb enough to try the one and for lockdown. But do the small arenas, like how Raw originally started, those arenas. Right, right. I agree. And they're not doing it every other week. Every week they're going to do that every other week, correct? Because they're doing one live show, then the following one's taped, like Raw used to do. Well, that's what I heard as well. I mean, but I still think putting it on the road, I mean, you know, my biggest problem with TNA right now is this pay-per-view format they're following, where they're, you know, they're going to have these kind of, auxiliary pay-per-views in between and they're going to record like two or three of them at once again how do you charge for something that i can get spoilers on that's my biggest problem right now this i take with a grain of salt like yes, i said roh used to do that and that hurt them in the long run so these tape ones i think they're just going to try that for one year if it doesn't work they might add like another two pay-per-views to next year's schedule yeah, if they would have went to six, you know what I mean? If they would have went to Yeah, that's to what ECW six, used to do. They used to do one every other month. Right, right, absolutely. If they would have done that, I would have been cool with it. But to record like three pay-per-views in a week span and expect people to, you know, buy something they can read spoilers on, nah, nah. Yeah, here's the thing. Apparently, as I recall, Kid Cash was one on those... Uh, pay pay per views. Apparently, he's been released. Uh, hello, TNA. Well, Kid Cash got released once before because he went on Wrestling News Live and spilled his guts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Good Lord, didn't mean he had no truth to him. No, he was honest. He was completely honest about the product, but. <laughs> Yeah, Wrestling News Live ended up getting him fired once, and it's it's old news, of course. Kid Cash, I assume, is is cool right now with with the company, but you know, <laughs> it, it, 
it kind of makes me proud to think that a radio show could have so much influence and a radio show that I'm a part of, JJ's a part of, Trey and, and JSK, of course, founders of, had that much of an impact that because this guy talked shit, he got fired. It's kind of cool. Yeah, true. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the Aces and Eights say that they should keep the mask on because it's the power, so they are anonymous and all that? Then why in the heck did um, Briscoe and Garrett reveal themselves so willingly? You know, I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? No, forget that. Forget that. Retraction. I've been at a point for a while now where aces and eights needs to shit or get off the pot because in my opinion, they're dragging it out a bit too much, really too much. Yeah, and they have every match. We have to see interference come on. Even the NWO didn't have interference with all their matches. It's like, ex, uh, Ace and Eight match? Oh, we're going to see interference. Good Lord. Well, it's getting to the point like with Jesse or what's his name. I don't, I'm getting sick of them seeing on TV. They have to do something. Well, I mean, I, I think, and I get what you're saying, but... You know, with the NWO, it had so much more impact, no pun intended. You know, to compare Aces and Eights to the NWO, no. I mean, but I get what you're saying. The whole thing was anonymity. And now the anonymity is gone. We know who three quarters of these motherfuckers are. Doc, Devon, fucking Taz. You know, we know who these guys are. So they've kind of killed the an anonymity of aces and eights. You know, we know who, who these fuckers are. And at some point, at some point, it has to be huge. It either has to be like someone like Bubba, well, Bully Ray behind it. I, I can't get away from calling him Bubba. Or Hulk or Brooke. I think they need a huge reveal. And with your limited live pay-per-views, do it at the next pay-per-view. That's true, because they still have that one guy that's covered up. We don't know who he is. I mean, it can't be Jaron unless he's really cover, uh, putting on the clothes. Yeah, true. And um, I agree that probably having Aries and Rude as tag champs could work in the long run, but it's like, okay, we want to keep them on the TV and really in the crowd's eye, but we don't want them in the world title picture for a while. Let's give them the tag belts. But, and just imagine if those two had like a, just a series of matches of vignettes with um, Kaz and Daniels. Yeah. Just, oh, God. Yeah. Imagine what they would do. Well, I mean, I think that what they're doing with Kaz and Daniels, and I don't necessarily agree with it, you know, with Kaz being Christopher Daniels, you know, quote-unquote manager now, it looks like they're moving away from them being a tag team. I get it. I mean, it's a shame in one way because I, I thought at one time they were the greatest tag team in professional wrestling, period. Ring of Honor, WWE, whatever the fuck you have, they were the greatest tag team out there. And now... It seems like they're they're just, you know, it's about Daniels, not so much about Kaz. If it ends up with Daniels getting a title run, I'm okay with it. If it doesn't, then I'm like, why? I mean, hell, give Daniels a run with the TV belt if possible. Imagine him with the belt. Yeah, but the, my problem is, and this is a criticism I'll give TNA, the TV belt, they ruined. They, they just fucking killed the TV title. I mean, I'm sorry. This is a belt that should be, you know, defended every week. And I will never give them a pass on this. I, I, I can't. I can't. It's, sure, I agree. Yeah. That belt was good when it was with, when AJ declared himself the first TV champion, from, not the Legends or whatever it was called. And he had those matches with the belt. And, like, 
Remember when you faced um, Doug Williams? That was a damn good match and all that. Even when Abyss was a champion, these didn't meant something. But no, then to give it to Eric Young and all that, what the hell? Well, I mean, I don't give a shit if they give it to the, you know, peanut salesman at the concession stands, you know, in the impact zone. If you give it to him and he defends it every week, it means something to me, even though he's just a peanut guy. But when you give it to a guy like Devon, and yeah, he's defended it sort of. But why isn't he defending it every week? Why don't you have Hulk Hogan come out and cut a promo and say, look, brother, you know, you've got the fucking, you know, TV title, and here's the deal. If you fail to defend it for one week, I'm stripping you of it. You're going to defend that shit every week, and you either have Devon keep going over and be in the heel everyone hates, or you put it on somebody, maybe a, a baby face, who will defend it every week. They've, they've really, out of all the things TNA has done, I'll give them a lot of credit for shit they're doing, but one thing I will fault them on and call them out on is they've shit on that title, and it's a shame. Yeah, true, because um, when they started that whole, you got to defend the belt every week, Devon was originally, originally the champion. He was doing good till he, the whole contract dispute, and then, I mean, at least have him defend it every other week, because I think the last time Devon defended it was a match against Angle, like almost a month ago. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely. And he's not going to have him. He's not going to defend it at the pay per view because likely he's going to be in a multi man match at the pay per view. Mm hmm. No, I agree. Yeah, and what about that Jeff Hardy? He was real great on the. Oh wait, he wasn't on the show again. Well, well, I mean, you know, I've covered that. If how do I do this without being repetitive? Well, no. No, fucker, not repetitive. But how do I do this without being called out as a TNA mark, a Jeff Hardy mark? No. Well, I'm, not, I'm not denying he's like the John Cena TNA, but good, they couldn't just give the belt to somebody for a month. Like they said, they couldn't give it to Daniels. He wouldn't have ran with that for that one month. Like, yes. Oh. No. was a stupid knee injury. But, but at the end of the day, the reason he couldn't defend it is because of mistakes that he made several years ago, mistakes that he's still paying for. I, I'm not going to sit here and shit on the guy for not being able to go overseas. Why can't he go overseas? Because he is technically still on parole or probation, whatever it is. However, since being put on parole or probation, he has behaved himself, and we all make mistakes. I mean, it got to a point at one time where I said Jeff Hardy could drop dead and I wouldn't care. But he has proven himself to me. The company is the one that made the, you know, the decision to let him hold the title while doing a European tour. So I can't totally shit on Jeff for that. I can't. Well, I'm not either. It's TNA's decision to do that. I mean, they're at least going to have him do a pre-taped interview and they can put on the show. You think he'd be somewhat a part of it. True. True. You know, you, you could do like... You know, everyone talks about The Rock bringing it via satellite. Well, let Jeff do that. You know, I'm here. I'm recovering. My MRI came out negative. I'm ready to kick ass. I'm ready to defend this title as soon as I possibly can. I mean, they're never going to reference why he can't be overseas. And, and that's smart. I mean, I wouldn't either if it was my company. But I understand your point. You know, but again... I can't shit on Jeff Hardy because he's been doing the right thing. And this is just his past coming back to, to bite him in the ass. I mean, my, you know, if I gave you my credit report over the last 10 years, I'd look just as bad as Jeff Hardy. Yeah. 
is a joke there I'm not going to go with, so don't worry. Probably a good idea, because all I have to do is say, Brass Eye, hang up on this motherfucker. <laughs> True, and, um, well, I'm just saying the teenage, they, they have potential of doing better. They, they're going now step by step doing better, but sometimes you see them doing real good, and they do something, fuck them, it makes them go like five steps back. Well, yeah, you know, to a certain I'm not extent. Saying um, not doing the own shit either. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. But, you know, we got to stay optimistic. Uh, Anthony, I, I know some other people are trying to get in. I'm going to let you go, brother. Thanks a lot for All that. All right. No problem. Take care, man. See you, Bye. All right. Anthony Farley coming in and giving his opinion. And he made some good points. I like this. I like having callers that know what they're talking about. Breaking shit down. Yes, that's right. You know, the thing is, again, and I'll repeat myself because it deserves being repeated. TNA is taking steps now that they should have been taking a while ago. But they're taking steps. You know, I've made a decision you know I've come on here every week and compared TNA to WWE and I know that's something that some hosts on this net you know some hosts on the network don't necessarily agree with I know Trey doesn't necessarily agree with it and Trey is the biggest TNA guy he inspired me to do this but I do compare them Because I firmly believe that TNA, whether you like it or not, whether you lose sleep over it or not, they are your number two. They are. And the same way I compare WWE and WCW in the past, when they were head-to-head in the Attitude Era and the NWO Era, I do compare the two companies. And, you know, I... I might have to stop that. I might have to isolate them in my head. But we do have another caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Guess who? What's up, bro? I know who this is. Oh, yeah, you do. Blue Mystery, right? Well, a late, a really late Happy New Year to you, my friend. What's up? Happy New Year to you, too. And I'm so glad the Ravens won. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, well, I wanted to say from the last time when I called in on the thing, um, you're, have you ever seen the movie Superman 3? Sure. Richard Pryor, Red Kryptonite, absolutely. Yeah. Where Superman splits into two, and it's like, see, I've been a TNA fan since uh, it was on pay-per-view for two hours, right? I've been watching it for almost, uh, 10 years maybe not sure if it, you know but I have um, it's kind of hard to explain this um, last time when I called in I put TNA down and I never should have done that that was the evil Superman in me if that makes any sense well I mean no I mean I'll, you know look I'll put them down too if they do shit that I don't like and, and I've, I've always wanted to be fair You know, I don't want to come off as a guy who will kiss TNA's ass at any opportunity. When they do something wrong, I'll call them out. But thus far, like tonight, tonight I haven't really been able to talk shit because Impact was good. Okay, well, so now it's time. So can I talk about the negatives of tonight? Of course. Okay. Um, I think that the Blossom Twins should have been signed to a contract. That little wimp that was on the show tonight, I don't know why he was on there. What do you think about that? Oh, God, I just put my notes down. You're talking about Spud, Mr. Potato Head, whoever the fuck he was? Yes, because I much rather said to see those twins tonight. Well, you know what? I hear what you're saying, but, you know, at the end of the day... You know, we don't work for TNA. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, it's been said before. 
I'd love to be a fly, to be on the wall of both TNA and WWE creative, you know, booking meetings, just to see where their mindset is at. But, you know, whether you read Meltzer, whether you read the 10 billion wrestling news sites there are out there, you're never going to get the full scoop. Another thing, why, whenever the show's on, why does it say Impact Live up in the corner when it's not live? Uh, You know, man, I'm to the point where things like that don't bother me. I'm just, I don't know how old you are, but I'm too old. I'm 35 years old. Things like that, I'm like, eh, who gives a shit? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to figure that one out. Well, did you notice Taz's mistake tonight when he uh, said Kenny King stole the stole the victory? Yeah, Taz. Okay. Taz. We is- won't elaborate on that. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna start mentioning the positive things with TNA. Not put him down uh, bad enough. Okay, AJ Styles. I think he's gonna win the Bound for Glory series. What do you think? Possible. Possible. Uh-huh. I think... Hulk Hogan mentioned about uh, AJ did not have a shot into Bound for Glory, and I, I, I bet it was kind of like a pun in the window, you know, kind of like with the John Cena thing where it's obvious, but TNA's been... The thing I like about TNA, it's not as obvious. You know, you got John Cena over in WWE when you know that son of a whatever is going to be running the company for whatever, you know? Well, I mean, AJ, I think, is their ace in the hole that they're holding on to. I almost think that creatively, they're wondering what to do with AJ. And you have a lot of options. I think making him join Aces and Eights is a huge mistake. I would like to see AJ come back. And I I know WCW Marks will appreciate this. Have AJ come back as almost that Sting character in WCW, where he comes back, excuse me, as the baby uh-huh. face, but he he's on his own. He doesn't have any allies. He doesn't have any, you know, compatriots helping him. But he comes back, and he's the guy who starts demolishing aces and eights one by one, whether it's backstage, in the parking lot, I think you bring back AJ as the hero of TNA that he can be and has been. He is one of their originals. He is the darling of TNA. Don't turn him heel, but don't make him side with Hogan. Don't make him side with Sting. Don't make him side with Bully. Let him come back and be just a force on him upon himself, kind of like Sting was in WCW. Huh. Yeah, that that sounds good. I wish they would do that, but let's see if they take that route. Um, the Aces and Eights, uh, please tell me that D'Lo and uh, Pritchard are not behind this. Did you notice the reference they made tonight about... Uh, what was it? We're responsible for bringing something in. I can't even remember now. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Where basically they said, you know, we're responsible for bringing in, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, <clears throat> West Garrett Bischoff. Bischoff. Yeah. yeah, Garrett Bischoff. This is on us. And, well... What the fuck has D'Lo done? He, he's not going to be anything big. Bruce Pritchard, I think that's all kind of just smoke and mirrors, you know. To try and throw it off, yeah. I, I'm hoping in, in the long term, I always said that Bully Ray was behind it the whole time, but now he's really got me confused. I'm thinking Eric Bischoff and Brooke Hogan are the ones that are behind it, and then Hulk Hogan's really going to get mad. Then it's going to get interesting. And Bully Ray will be on Hogan's side. We'll see if that happens. Uh, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I, and, you know, we're talking about it. We're guessing. That's a good thing. I, I uh-huh. don't I don't know. 
I don't know what's going to go down, but hopefully it's something big. Like I said, I enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, I thought it was a, a very good impact, and I'm hoping that we see more good things, you know, to come from them. But mystery, I'm about to wrap shit up. Thank you for okay. calling, and I appreciate it. Oh no problem. You know, I was guest uh, seven two eight seven in the chat room, right? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. S- I thought that was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah, I got a lot of yep. I will call back though. Yeah. Um, bro. Take care, man. Okay. Well, good talking to you. Uh, have a good one. Okay. You too, man. Okay. Bye. Well, guys, no emails. Um, you know, we're about to wrap things up. And uh, good show tonight, I thought. Both uh, Impact and TNA Chat Live. I like having, you know, our regular listeners call in, give their opinions. But as for me, well, I'm getting ready, man. The Northeast is getting hit again. A blizzard is a coming. And I'm ready to do like the bears, guys. I'm ready to hunker down. I've got my my food supply good. Got my flashlights going. Got everything ready. You know, Sandy taught me a huge lesson. We, I think, are about to get slammed. So I'm going to sign off, get ready to go to work tomorrow, and deal whatever this what, with whatever this fucking noise is. Do I need to mention how much I hate Skype? Do I need to mention how much I deplore Skype? But at the end of the day, it's all we have, so we will deal with it. With that being said, the open book tomorrow night, 11 p.m., with Ashley and the sensational Sean. Beyond the Bell over the weekend with Sean Beckerman, the Weekend Elite Force podcast, Running the Ropes, the Archive with Crelly and Mav. Just, you know, all the shows here on the SNS Radio Network, no pay-per-view this weekend. Sunday is clear. You can relax. You can chill. Tuesday, Wrestling News Live, back 9 p.m. Eastern. As always, 7 p.m. Mountain, a shitload of content. And if I'm not snowed in, I hope to join Mr. J.J. Sexay this Tuesday again. Uh, Thank you for everyone who called in. Thank you for everyone who gave their opinions. I really enjoyed tonight. And I'm hoping that I'm not snowboarding home tomorrow night. It It just sucks. I mean, really, guys, you know, I went today and had half of my teeth broken, beaten, ravaged, and I still have to go back many more times so I don't end up looking like fucking Snagglepuss. So that's what I have to deal with. That's the shit that I have to deal with. Have pity. Have mercy on the Bronx, Father, please. You know, it's almost to the point where I want to hire Bane, who helped co-host Wrestling News Live with myself and JJ last week. I just want to have Bane punch me in the fucking face and knock every tooth out of my head. I hate dentists. I wish I had dentures. I just, I fucking hate it. Don't know what else to add to that. Guys, I'm wrapping it up. Thank you all. Tune in next week. Let's see when Impact goes live and on the road what they can bring to the table. But take care, everyone. And before I go, I'm glad I remembered this. Latino 718, Sandro. His mom went for some surgery today. And from what I've read on Facebook, she's okay. She got through it okay. So Sandro, Latino, I'm sure that's why you didn't call in tonight. Brother, I hope everything is good with you. And I actually hope that next weekend, 
or at some point we can get together, meet, I'll buy you a drink, brother. Hope all is well with you. Please keep me updated. I know you'll hear the archive, man. And I missed you tonight. So let me know what's going on, man. And let everyone know what's going on. And we're all praying for your mom. We're praying for you. God bless you, bro. I'll talk to you when I can. This has been TNA Chat Live. Yes, here. Only here. No place but here. And if you hear it any place but here, file a TNA lawsuit because it shouldn't be there. Only on the SNS Radio Network. I'm so wrong.